Let's start with some simple math. Game Pass Ultimate on console is a great deal at around $15 a month depending on your region. However, if you're new to the service, you can usually find a promotion for at least $1 a month and even sometimes the first three months for a dollar. And that is only a one-time deal for new customers. So for this list, we're going to assume that you are already a member of Xbox Game Pass, meaning that the average annual cost is around $190 which doesn't get you very far in today's gaming marketplace buying brand new. Everyone that has Game Pass understands just how amazing this service is, but most people don't stop and smell the roses. So for this list, we're going to give you our choices for the top 10 games that came to Xbox Game Pass in 2021 and how much money you would have saved by being on the service. This is just a simple how much did the games cost compared to how much you paid subscribing to Xbox Game Pass. This isn't taking into account all of the intangibles such as the incorporated cost of Xbox Live which you need to play most games online or that you can find a library of retro games as they are constantly adding classic titles from Xbox and Xbox 360 to Xbox Game Pass allowing you to play games that you might have missed or even take a trip down memory lane. Fusion Frenzy anyone? To simplify the top 10 best games on Xbox Game Pass in 2021, it seemed easiest to break it down into three categories. First party titles, third party titles, and indie games. And now that you know the business, let's get down to it. This week on the Video Games Podcast. First on the list is Xbox Game Studios, and back when Xbox Game Pass was first announced in 2017 and Microsoft stated that all first-party titles would be available on the service on day one, the title that most people immediately thought about was the next Halo. And after being delayed from the launch of the Xbox Series consoles for a year, Halo Infinite returned with a vengeance in 2021. Halo Infinite did some open beta testing which received strong praise for the level of quality that boded well for the launch of the game during holiday 2021. Yes, Halo Infinite multiplayer was going to be free to play which was a great way to get as many people into the door as possible but the plan was to convert many of those free to play users into campaign purchases or the easier ask was to get them to sign up for Xbox Game Pass for a month and then once they realized how good of a deal the service was and how many other games are available on the service, they would just continue. Long story short, Halo Infinite featured a very strong multiplayer arena suite that will hopefully expand to some larger modes in the coming months, and it's also a great single player mode. Halo Infinite took the magic of what made Halo Combat Evolve fun and infused it into a new semi-open world system that Halo Infinite featured. Now, is Halo Infinite a revolution in the same way that Halo Combat Evolved was? The answer is no, but Halo Infinite features crisp mechanics, fun additions, and great production value that is absolutely worthy of playing, as it is on the shortlist of many as one of the best games of 2021. Forza Horizon as a series has been driving towards something for a few iterations and they have fully arrived. An open world racing game that is accessible to everyone, racing fan or not. Simply put, Forza Horizon 5 is pure fun from one minute to the next, no matter which way your GPS takes you. It also never hurts that Playground knows how to make their games look absolutely stunning in a fictional Mexico, which was much more diversity than the fictional England where Forza Horizon 4 took place. 
It seems that no matter what kind of game you are referring to, premium or indie, or what genre, Metroidvania, first-person shooter, or racing game, everything seems to be the perfect Xbox Game Pass game, and that is definitely the case with Forza Horizon 5. Not a big fan of racing games? Well, it won't cost you anything to try Forza Horizon, and the odds are pretty good that you're going to have a great time, have some great friends coming over for the holidays, while Forza Horizon 5 will not only show off your new Xbox Series X, but it can also show off your new TV that you just got as well. Being the perfect game for Xbox Game Pass does come with the spoils as over 10 million players jumped in during the first week, which not only smashed the records of all other Forza games, but was also the biggest launch ever for any Xbox Game Studios game, which is amazing. The game features a variety of modes in a variety of geological locations thanks to the diverse landscape of Mexico, which is definitely exaggerated in the game, but the variety is what keeps Forza Horizon 5 feeling fresh and accessible to all, no matter which way you want to drive. First released in 2020 and eventually ported to Xbox consoles in the summer of 2021 as a near-complete version competing with high-end PCs when looking at the feature list, there isn't much else to say about Microsoft Flight Simulator other than anyone can play it with a variety of modes tailored to hardcore or casual gamer and pretty much anyone who enjoys traveling will enjoy at least taking one flight every now and then. Microsoft Flight Simulator can be a very zen game when playing it on casual when you can travel around areas that you have always dreamed of going or even go back to places that you've been in the past. Next on the list is third party titles and it's been a long time coming for the sequel to Left 4 Dead 2 that gamers have been waiting for since 2009, spiritually at least. Turtle Rock, a now independent studio once again after departing Valve after a few short but fruitful years between 08 and 2010, most notably was the co-op survival shooter Left 4 Dead. Although they didn't work on the sequel, its influence lived on for many years with many still wondering a decade later if a Left 4 Dead style co-op survival FPS would still work. Times change and people change with them. Hype seemed to be very high for Back 4 Blood heading into the year but some of that hype seemed to fizzle out after a few open betas that left people wondering if there was more than just a modern version of a 2009 game. Back for Blood did feature some notable changes, mostly the card system that garnered the most attention due to how it could alter the landscape of the game, which could lead to infinite replay. Announced as part of Xbox Game Pass during the Microsoft Summer Showcase, Back for Blood is the quintessential Xbox Game Pass title. It's a game that many people are very interested in, but are unsure about the longevity, price, or quality of the game. Back for Blood seemed to come and go from the spotlight fairly quickly after launch. Although about a month after release, Turtle Rock did announce that Back for Blood had seen over 6 million players, which is great no matter how many of them came from Game Pass, because even though many might forget about the game, even a portion of 6 million would be enough to form a very strong and active player community. If you have three other friends and are just looking for a good place to hang out and have some laughs, Back 4 Blood is a tough one to beat, especially with the excellent crossplay. The one other title from this list that is similar to being the perfect Xbox Game Pass game just like Back 4 Blood is Outriders from Square Enix. Released at a slower time of the year can always be beneficial, especially when your game looks like Kirkland Gears of War meets Destiny. Outriders was always a very strange proposition to begin with. First, it was an online-only game, which can be enough to deter most, but after you get past that part, it's actually only a single campaign style game without all the online need. 
Outriders featured a very formulaic science fiction story that lasted about 15 to 20 hours, which when played with friends would last about two weeks, which seemed to be exactly how long it took people to forget about this game which isn't a bad thing. There was plenty to love about Outriders, including the style, the visuals, and some of the interesting class-based combat that did encourage variety among the team similar to Destiny. My preference would always be a shorter and more engaging story, as opposed to an overstuffed plotline with too many fetch quests. Outriders felt like a summer action blockbuster that used focus groups to figure out exactly what people wanted, including classes, loot, multiplayer, co-op, sci-fi, good visuals, and more. And despite being on Xbox Game Pass, Outriders did manage to place in the top 10 for sales on both the PlayStation and Xbox Store during its launch month and overall was the third best-selling game in the US according to the NPD. Now there were some good seeds that planted here and hopefully Square Enix can turn these into something greater and hopefully see a return to Game Pass. After a pretty big hype train during the lead up to its release about how revolutionary this new title would be after a hiatus of over three years... Battlefield 2042 released in pretty rough shape. Even though Battlefield 2042 was delayed shortly before launch for about a month, it felt like it needed at least another six months to a year to truly iron out a lot of the problems. What game launches in 2021 without an in-game voice chat system? This is extremely confusing considering that trying to capture objectives with up to 128 players requires teamwork. Sure, if you're playing with close friends, then you could use Party Chat on the PlayStation or Xbox, or if you're using the crossplay system, you could also use something like Discord, but that should be an option and not a requirement. Battlefield 2042 was also littered with bugs, most notably the ones that happened to me was not having hit registration when shooting enemies and problems with loadouts not working. There was also plenty of graphical issues as well, but that was to be assumed. As a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, which does include EA Play, players got early access to a 10-hour trial a week ahead of its launch. And this means that you were able to play the game with players that purchased the Ultimate Edition, which costed upwards of $150. And this 10-hour trial showed people that Battlefield 2042 was not nearly ready and needed more time before it would be worthy of a purchase. The great news is that Game Pass saved many players a full purchase of a game that would be considered broken at launch. And even better news, by the time it gets fixed, it's likely going to be on sale or on Game Pass fully. Thanks, Game Pass. One of the closest things that Xbox had for simulation baseball was Super Mega Baseball. And while this game was fun, it did lack a certain realism. Now, all of a sudden, the MLB was likely not happy with the reduced exposure that the sport was seeing from its exclusive license deal with PlayStation and their long-running king of baseball, MLB The Show. And not only did MLB The Show 21 expand its publishing to Xbox consoles, it also came to Xbox Game Pass on day one. And our final section of games is indie games, and one of my biggest disappointments of the year came from one of my most anticipated games of 2021. 12 Minutes had been in development for a long time from Luis Antonio, a former Rockstar developer who wanted to make his own game. And the idea seemed very sound, a time loop thriller where you keep living these same 12 minutes trying to figure out why someone is trying to kill your wife. The aesthetic and the design of the game was also very original, which caught the attention of many. Upon closer look, especially during first-person sequences, the game looks extremely rough, almost reminiscent of PS2-era character models who look bad and constantly clip through each other. 12 Minutes was also frustrating at times to control with the most minor error blowing a whole time loop sequence. 
However, the most egregious problem with 12 minutes, in my opinion, was the story. Spoiler free, but the reasoning that developers made to create the story in the manner that they did is beyond me, and some of the decisions that you are forced to make on the way to the wasted twist ending feel disturbing. I would happily pay Microsoft one year's worth of Game Pass subscription fees to not have paid directly for 12 minutes. 12 minutes left me disappointed where the story was taken, frustrated by the imprecise controls, but mostly sad that this was such a missed opportunity to create something special, especially with all the vocal talent aboard. Better late than never as the saying goes, and that is true for Hades coming to Xbox Game Pass. Hades came to Xbox Game Pass in August of 2021, which is a little less than a year after its release in September of 2020 on PC and Switch. Now, Hades would eventually go on and win many outlets Game of the Year in 2020 as it took the traditional roguelike formula and added in a rich and engaging story that pulled at the fabric of Greek mythology. Nintendo enjoyed some nice exclusivity on console where indies currently shine the brightest, and in August, Hades did come to PlayStation and Xbox platforms, and even though Hades is only an indie game at an indie price point, coming to Xbox Game Pass is still a pretty big get for Microsoft. The amount of positive word of mouth and coverage that Hades received during its first year of release likely whet the appetite for many Xbox and PlayStation fans waiting to see what all the fuss was about. Even though Hades is a smaller independent title from Supergiant Games, it still swings like premium title worthy of full premium price, and getting a game like Hades on Xbox Game Pass is likely a game that many Xboxers tried or signed up for. Some of the best experiences in gaming are indie titles, whether they are year late or not. And finally, at around 4 hours or so, depending on your proficiency with moving into a new place and putting things where they belong, Unpacking was one of the best indie games of 2021. However, indie games have always had a stigma for their price points and their ceiling limit that an indie game needs to be cheap. Unpacking is a very original idea about moving into different phases of your life, all of which highlighted by the move to get you there. From your first bedroom to the university dorm to your first apartment you rented. It's a very emotionally resonant game, considering that there is zero dialogue. The narrative is told through the course of the moves and the things that we take with us and eventually forget about. And during the course of unpacking, I dare anyone to play it and not get nostalgic about a certain time in their life as you are reminded by something that all of us go through at one point or another. Unpacking is also very efficient and can be completed in just a few sittings or even one if you really wanted to. While my preference would always be quality over quantity, there are still many who scoff at the $20 or so that this game costs for its limited gameplay and short playtime. Being on Game Pass allows many people that would have those feelings toward a game with those characteristics to play unpacking and be extremely happy that it was a game that they got to experience and likely would have passed by if not for Xbox Game Pass. As you can see, not everything on Xbox Game Pass has to be the biggest first-party title to warrant a place on the best games on Xbox Game Pass in 2021. These are also only the top 10 games that I would consider based on games that came to Xbox Game Pass during the year. There are a plethora of titles that could have easily been used for this list to make the value look higher, including anything from Bethesda, all of which came to Game Pass after Microsoft acquired ZeniMax in 2021. This list could have also featured many other first-party titles like The Ascent or Psychonauts 2 or more indie titles like Among Us, Curse of the Dead Gods, or Cyber Shadow. There were also some headliners like It Takes Two which would go on to win Game of the Year at the Game Awards or even the remastered version of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas which would have shown you that the Definitive Edition trilogy was in rough shape and could have saved you that purchase. 
Xbox Game Pass doesn't just provide you great value, but in the case of certain games, it can actually save you from spending your hard-earned money on something that is currently in a broken state. Returning to the math, if you subscribe to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you're looking at around $200 a year, which can sound sort of expensive, but when you start adding in the value, it becomes very simple. First, you minus the cost of the required service to play online like Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus, which is around $70 annually. And now, we're looking at an extra cost of around $130 to be subscribed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. If you just played the 10 best games that came to Xbox Game Pass from this list and didn't play anything else and bought them outright, it would have cost you over $650. And that doesn't include the 10 other games or so that could have easily been featured on this list, as well as the OG Xbox and 360 titles available. And calculating the cost of the top 10 games only if you bought them versus if you were subscribed to Game Pass, you are saving over 80%. This bears repeating, if you only played the 10 best games that came to Xbox Game Pass in 2021, you would have saved yourself over 80%, which is wild. Now, obviously, 2022 looks to be another amazing year for Xbox Game Pass with exclusive titles like Redfall and Starfield or day one titles like Rainbow Six Extraction and Nobody Saves the World. The bottom line is simple. Xbox Game Pass is just too good. That's it for this week's episode of the Video Games Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass and you are saving yourself a ton of money. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so if you haven't already. Now, as always, please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Yeah.